Drowning Wall Awesome Podcast Radio Hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No. Hi. Beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. <laughs> so, uh, are we welcoming people to this thing or what? Welcome. Should we, let's all do it together. Have we ever done that before? One. Maybe one. Two. Three. Welcome, Welcome to, to Driving Wall awesome. awesome. My name is Lane. I'm Mark. Brian. Oh, <laughs> names at the same so time. Good. That was so good. Ah, dude, it's good to be in the house again, man. I mean, no, it's good to have you here. Yeah, you've been calling in like crazy. Not a fan of calling in. Kids in the background. It dude, sounds like you have a you're running a daycare over pretty there. Pretty much, huh? dude. Like I, I was I was actually building blocks with uh-huh. Amelia while I was on the. And call then in. cars are like racing by and stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. Primo location arts, for the arts uh, daycare and transmission swaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. rotary swaps. Sorry, or yes. wait, I do I do transmission. You do just one hour engine swaps. One hour yeah. engine swaps. Fifteen Ten. minute coilover suspension. Yeah, yeah. In and out. Thirty second oil changes. Thirty second. <laughs> That's where it's at. Do like some vacuum thing where you yeah, just like plug exactly. it in. Why hasn't that been invented yet? So, well, yeah, what is this, Thursday edition? It's a Thursday edition. Edition. The new and edition. And we don't have a sponsor on this podcast. No, it's all us. But Let's put our faces on the front of that NASCAR. Heel and Toe Apparel is pretty cool, so you can check yeah. them out. I'm actually wearing one of their shirts right now. Oh, you're wearing the nice. manual transmission one. Yeah. What am I wearing today? I'm wearing a 1552 shirt. Oh, yes, you are. I'm wearing a DWA shirt. Oh, look at that. (laughs) By the end of the podcast, we won't be wearing any T-shirts. That's true. We'll be fully nude. Just like every podcast. (laughs) I don't know if you guys know this listening in the car, but that's how they all end. So sorry to creep you out if you haven't had that impression. But We're on our first Lagunitas right now, so by the end. That's right. One and a a half Lagunitas in. Things get pretty weird. (laughs) Things get slurry. So, I mean, I don't know. I noticed that uh, last time whoever posted the Ask Questions, Questions thing was like a little bit later than usual, I think maybe because right now we me. have forty six questions, dude. That's pretty hefty, and we posted the uh, ask questions now at one p.m. So huh, that's some, it's a that's primo time. Math. Primo time. That was about seven hours before this. All right, so we're recording uh, at eight oh one p.m. right now. Let's do this. All right, let's... drivers only, Joe. Question one: What is your go-to beer for podcast recording? We were talking about this when we were buying beer just now. We got. Lagunitas, little something. Uh, Lagunitas is a pretty solid standard. That's pretty yeah, good. Like yeah, whatever they got. I was thinking, uh, Calif- the Anchor Steam California, whatever logger yeah. is pretty common. We get a lot of Kona Brewing stuff too. I don't know. And yeah. Sierra Nevada, yeah, Sierra, like a lot Actually, of pale I mean, ales. Yeah, yeah. I think we like to keep. We'll do some IPAs here and there, but. Don't forget the warm Dos Equis. Oh, yeah. We'll do we some still Mexican have some. beers. Yeah, <laughs> we still they're there. They're probably really fresh. This room doesn't get hot at all. All right, cool. question two. Drivers Only Joe says, best driving weather, day or night, cool, cold, hot, etc." Thanks, Ooh. guys. Like 50, 59 degrees, nice breeze. Um, Maybe like er- not early, early morning, but... You know, kind of the sun. Yeah, pretty early morning. Sun coming up. I like that. But isn't there a little fro- a little dew on the road? That yeah, you're a little like, sketched about. Maybe like midsummer. Yeah, or early morning midsummer. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say uh, like 9 p.m. 
okay. midsummer. That's really warm, good. warm night. So kind of just sun's just going down. No, nine, 9 p.m. Totally down. Oh, okay. Actually, maybe I should say even later, like 11, 11 p.m. Gotcha. Deer? A little sketchy, I guess. Yeah. But maybe in high school, that was kind of the go-to was like midnight. Yeah. Just going a little drive by myself. Yeah, I think that's... Because what's nice there is you can see oncoming traffic with the Mm -hmm. headlights. True. But I mean, I'm just thinking weather, like a nice warm night with the, you know, windows down. You don't have to worry about AC or anything. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Are we know, talking not like many, all four not many windows cars down, out there? Or? Ideally, yeah, mm-hmm. as many as you got. Shifting through all gears, yeah. Ideally, not yep. just first, second, third up in the hill. All the gears, all the gears, all the gears. So, Shift them if you got them rolling down. If you, uh, so I, I'm surprised to hear windows. this actually because I thought you were going to break this up. You know, I usually have to make things a little bit l- more long taily. You know? Okay, uh, but I thought this maybe is you were just the second question. This is just the second question. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say. Like if you're in the Skylark, you want you know it's slow and low. That is the tempo you want. Like warm weather, just cruising down the street, chilling. Well, let me tell you, uh, the worst day for a convertible, worst time of day is midday. Midday, hot. hot You want like almost sunset, probably on a nice warm winter. I mean, summer, summer night. Like, yeah, uh, Like, yeah. Like this time of year, like. 4 30 5 p.m nice seven yeah like high, like <laughs> mid, like 65 66 degrees yes something like that i mean 70 degrees at uh in in the evening would probably be fine yeah I but it's just that harsh time. sun like beating down on you is For a little sure. brutal yeah no i mean if if a hot cruising, vinyl yeah. All on the seats. Well, sure. that's what you have Mexican blankets for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cover the seats uh, or pad yourself. What are they? Uh, so the <laughs> the go-to for me, if I'm actually going to haul ass, if I want to drive up in the mountains, is uh, the later the better um, and nice and cold, but not, I don't know, I'd say probably like 60 degrees, and, and I always drive with the windows 59, down. 59, Art. 59. Hear that exhaust, you know? Yeah. And just have that cold-ass air coming in and just hearing the engine going, you know, hearing the, the tires going, like in... And the key thing that you mentioned is that you can actually see oncoming traffic, which is important because yeah. um, I'm one of those. Uh, what time did people. you say? Midnight, one oh, a.m. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I'm out there by myself. I've been super lucky, dude. I've never encountered like wildlife in the middle of the road. Dude, um, you better knock, knock a oh, giant what, piece of wood, man. Wood? What everywhere? Right behind right behind you. Right you. Uh, why would he even say something like well, that? I know. The worst I've ever had was a rabbit. And uh, and I did not. And you it. took that rabbit out. I did Waskawi not take that rabbit. But uh, but yeah, that, that's my go-to for a good solid kick-ass drive. So yeah, but Simil- it, but similar to mine. But you're talking about a little bit lower temperature, which is going to be better for engine performance too. Yeah, it's maybe it's that's nice something to consider. Get that. Get that. Uh, the other thing though is what I was going to say though. Cruising though, sunset for sure. Always golden light. Elbows out. No shifting gears. Let's just go uh, big uh, shift around the on Yeah, the I like the Sunday night, like, just cruising 944 of, like, Westcliff, which is, like, two blocks away. I'll just drive that, windows down, you know, 6, 7 o'clock. That's a, that's a nice time. Stop. Check out the beach. Check yeah. out the ocean. Check out the people checking you out. Yeah. Check them out. Just say, and you yell at people, you go, check me out. <laughs> check Uh-oh. me out. I usually say, check yourself before you And then people look yourself. at you and they think you're weird and you go, Porsche. <laughs> you go, holla. Uh, I'm going to keep going if you guys don't mind. Just, going. I'm going to get the I mean, batch out of the way. Uh, appreciate the classics. Or actually, I'm sorry. Appreciate underscore under, the underscore classics. Uh, underscores. Get rid of them. Future classics from current cars, 2010 to 2017. 
Mustang GT three fifty R. Sure. Or is it a Cobra GT three fifty? Whatever it is. No, it's a GT three fifty R. That Fiesta ST. Hmm. Future classic. We're talking like twenty five years. Focus RS maybe. I think the ST is a classic. I like the that. like the uh, uh, Mark One GTI. You know. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. The RS is like a little. I mean, sure, that Wait, one. Focus you could say that one too. Fiesta ST. Uh, yeah. Anything that has, let's try to think of stuff that's just got interesting motors. Yeah. You know, low, lower production. So 2010 through 17. So yeah. what was the last of something? How about a Corvette Z06? Future classic. Maybe. BMW 1M. Lane's yeah, favorite. I hate that that is, but <laughs> it seems like it is right now. It really is, man. It, at all. it really is. It's like, doesn't make sense. What, what kind of M series cars can we throw in there? 2010 uh, a, M3. I was which, thinking which model was I that? Was thinking that's an E90. E90 I think that's a classic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. NA V8. Yep. Like, they're not making NAs anymore. Yep. And they're not making a high revving V8 like that. So, bonus trivia. How many liters is that V8? I was just talking about it. Four today. liter? Yep. That's what I was going to guess. Yeah, you guys both nailed uh, it. So it's actually like not a lot of motor. Well, no, that's the whole thing. It's a, yeah. it doesn't make and, very good power down low. Right. It's a, it's I heard that screamer. for the first time today. Isn't it a flat plane crank? Might be. It sounds cool. Probably is. It sounds rad. Uh, I'm just throwing what, what out there. What else do we got? <laughs> because it's like such a big deal that the Mustang is, but aren't all the Audi 4.2s flat plane crank? Mm, yeah. So it's like not talked about. It's just like, but when it's like an American car doing it, it's like a big deal. I guess because it's a, awesome. and it's a big display displacement for a flat plane crank, right? Yeah, that dude. They sound diabolical. I don't know if you've heard one like yeah, they sound great. In person, they sound fucking awesome. How about a Cayman something? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a Cayman R. Actually, or I don't know. Now they're all Cayman turbos S. and stuff. So um, GT4? a GT four. Oh, well, absolutely yeah. GT four. Yeah, I think that will be. Um, yeah, but even just a Cayman S or whatever. Mm. Yeah, of uh, I mean, every Porsche is going to be a classic. Well, yeah, I every guess. Every Porsche. Sports, I, or like a Panamera will be, you think? Well, okay. Well, <laughs> or a you're, Cayenne? Now you're getting crazy. But uh, <laughs> let's say every Porsche sports car will be a classic. They already, that that's kind of, the bar has kind of been set. Mm. Kind of like every Corvette at some point will be a classic, I guess. So your ZR1, you know, obviously. Yeah, or the Grand but, Sport, the new Grand Sport. Mm-hmm. Z06. I mean, like the old Z06. I guess the C6, Z06, maybe? The, yeah, the Z28, what was it? Not the current generation. Oh, no, that's the ZL1 currently, right? But that one Z28 that was, like, super Busted? focused. I mean, Camaro? The new Camaro. Camaro, it was, like, 2011. Oh, dude, a ZR1? ZR1? No, ZL1? No, Z28. Oh, Z28. yeah, Z28, yeah. Yeah, the super lightweight halogens, like, like stripped out. Super You know what I'm right? talking about? No, I not super charged. with all the, the new ones. Okay, I know which one you're talking about, but... I get so confused with the Camaros. I know, there's there's so many different. So there's the Z like one LE package, right? Right. The, so this, yeah. yeah, there's the Z28 that came out. I want to see 2013, maybe 2012. That was know. the full track focus. Full track focus, yeah. aero, like badass, super yeah. simple. I thought that the one that you were talking about was different than a Z28. I thought it was like the ZL1 or no, something. No, there is definitely there's there Z28 was that one and, before. Yeah, and currently there's the the new. Is it a one L? Well, the one LE no. you can do to like almost any of them. It's so that's a package. package. But yeah. there's the new ZL. Okay, so it's a ZL one. That's what it is. There's but a new you're one. You're talking about the Z28. I'm talking about the Z28. Yeah. The last generation, previous generation car, super raw, really basic. The uh, fifth gen. I guess it's the fifth gen. Yeah, whatever yeah. that is. Whatever. We don't know Camaros. Lotus. Did Lotus like the Elise? Was that being made oh, in 2010? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Future How classic. about Auroras? Auroras. They barely made any of them. They have to be. They have to be. It's a Lotus, um, anyways. Yeah. It's already like a classic. I feel like, oh, how about a four, Ferrari 458? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Subaru Forester. Naturally aspirated. Um, Trying to think of cars. Think of cars where, like, they're never going to do that again, kind of. I feel like there's got to be some truck answers here. Oh, dude, I got you. FJ. Uh, the, the oh, those are yeah. already FJ like getting, yeah. dude. Those are already getting money. Yeah, they're, they're, things are worth a fortune. If they didn't make so many of those Rubicons, those might be. A Rubicon will be a well. Like okay, so one thing that we probably know for sure is twenty, thirty years down the road, all of these cars that we're talking about, mo- majority of them are going to get trashed at some Tattered, point in yeah. their ownership. There's going to be two, three, four, or five owners, uh, and so and two modified the stuff that's. Yeah, stuff like modified, that, like yeah. Jeeps, they're all so modified. Yeah. So, like, finding a stock, a stock one Rubicon. with the yeah. stickers on it and everything, you're yeah. like, oh, that'll be worth something. Like, same with the Mustang market. Like, you find a stock, you know, even a Boss, like, a, oh, Boss 302 Laguna Seca. Oh, yeah. Or a Boss yeah. 302. Like, yeah. that's yeah. those will be worth something. Because they were only a two-year, I think they made them for two years. Miata. Will it ever be? Mm, yeah. Maybe. I all mean, right, we I have think, to move on. There's yeah. going to be too many yeah. options that we can. Oh, I watched a video today on Motor Trend. They uh, tested the Boss Real, no, the Boss GT3, no, sorry, the GT350R yeah. versus the new Camaro ZL1, I guess. Not with the 1LE package because that wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a pretty good video. I Jason and. I, no, I did see that video, <laughs> that's yeah. A, uh, that's a cool story, bro. It's, uh, but the um, they picked the Mustang, but the Camaro was like uh, three tenths of a. A second faster around the track, but it has 120 more horsepower or something crazy. Hmm. So they said it's more of a cruiser, doesn't feel as special, mm. where the Mustang just has that engine. You know, it's all, it's it just feels, feels like, balanced, yeah, chassis, like you, yeah. it's sense of occasion. Then, hmm. The other car just really? feels like a car. Hmm. What word did they use to describe sense of occasion? That's what I want to know. I don't know, but I wrote into him and I said, you gotta <laughs> say SOC. <laughs> S-O-O. No, it's S-O-C. That's hard. S-O-O-C. <laughs> just for whatever reason it is. S-O-O-C-C. Uh, next question, Brian. Backer Tag says, why do those bumpers even exist? Ugh. He's referring to the picture of Arts 2002. Sad, with sad thing. It was due diving to, boards from uh, the if local it's an, pool. If it's a serious question, we can answer it. I don't think uh, it's a serious question. No, it's not a serious question. Unless he's European and he has no idea. Nope. Well, come on. He's it's not. Vince Tag. Look up five mile per hour law. Dave underscore casement. Hey guys, what American cars from the 1990s have the most sense of occasion? American, American cars from the 1990s, besides LeBaron convertible, the obvious well, choice. Corvette ZR1. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what's a, 1990s? That's a tough one. It's a American kind of a cars. sad era for American cars, right? I mean, is there, there have to be some long ass Cadillacs? 1990s. Pretty shitty Cadillacs. A Cadillac a Alante? A lot of front wheel drive. Oh, yeah, Is that the one that's got the funky, cool body Is that style? The like yeah. body styled one? Yep. But we, I don't know. That's a stretch to say sense of occasion. It's just kind of a <laughs> shitty old Cadillac, really. Yeah, 90s are, were, are pretty bad. Like, the interiors were all shit. Um, a. Chevy Caprice cop car? Hmm. No. Thinking, thinking. I don't think that's a real answer. Is it G- Did they make GTOs in the 90s or was that 2000s? I think that was the 2000s. 2000s, yeah. What about uh, Dodge Neon ACR? 
that count? Good suspension out of like the box. We can be a little loose with this term. Cool little dual I don't head know. cam motor. Sense of occasion. Four windows down. <laughs> Four windows down. <laughs> I don't know how many windows go down. You're calling that sense of occasion. It's a special car. Yeah, I'll I give know. you that. It's got a fun, tossable little thing, you know? It's shitty. It's, I mean, the interior is like play school as it gets, but. PT Cruiser but, turbo convertible. There's Honestly, something there, dude. That, that is going to be a sense of occasion. <laughs> purple? When you drive that thing, you're going to feel so, like you're driving a white something interior? special. Purple with a white interior? How about a Plymouth Prowler? I would. Yep. Sense of occasion. So sense of occasion is not always like good. It's not it's always just, good, It's yeah. just like a piece of data. That was Wasn't early, that the 90s? I don't know. I thought it was an early 2000s. Oh, uh, maybe. But I thought, yeah, maybe. PT Cruiser is probably late 90s, right? Mm, not sure. F-Body Camaro. Why would you ask a question like that? Is that really what you want to limit yourself oh, to? Just, well, dude, what about those decade. Rams with the freaking Viper engine in them? Didn't they make the, a Ram with a V10 in it? Yeah, were those? Where was that V8? But no, dude, it was a V10. That okay. racing stripes body kit, dude. Sense of occasion. I don't know, man. That you're getting into a pickup truck. That's lower. It's got a big engine. And it looks and awesome. Lower. Sounds great. Doesn't sound great. That engine never sounded great. It's beefy as hell. Yeah. Who, who was it that wrote that good article that really all of this stems from? Was it Peter Egan or something talking about taking his wife out for date nights and all that? I think probably Peter Egan. Your, well, I mean, that's, that's, on, I, I, I get wrapped up in mm, his description of like, right. you know, oh, no, what, what, what car are you taking? Like, uh, what, what gives you a sense of, like, you're going out, you're taking a special car, like, the frickin' V10 Dodge pickup does not do that for me. It could be if you're looking like, in the south. The ACR doesn't do it to me. I mean, I don't, I'm not in the south. I don't know that perspective, <laughs> I guess. It's like, for me, it's like, as, even like, as you're walking up to a car, right? Like, looking at it sitting there, like, that helps. It is a combination so, of things. Uh, that's yeah. It is exactly. That's a major component. Nineties were lacking. Yeah, I mean, for American cars, you may have to go all the way back to the sixties. Mm. I mean, sure, there's some yeah. you know spillover into the seventies, but it's probably the Corvette. Any a Corvette, Corvette for sure, dude. Yeah. Irock Camaro with t tops in the eighties. I back that too. Yeah, that yep. would do it. But we're talking about the '90s, so right up. But you said all the way back. So I think that'll that counts in the '80s. Yeah. Uh, right, we next, squeeze question. Right next question. Next question. Tyson. Cluse. Will enthusiasts ever learn to love the big bumper cars of the late '70s? No. Uh, well, the, aren't aren't like people in Germany really into big bu- uh, big bumper? No. R107s. Nope. They oh. hate them. What? I thought that's why they're buying them. Like, no, they're buying them from us because our cars don't have rust, and then they buy the. Euro bumpers right From away. Retro bumper? Yeah. I don't think so. They're just trying I don't to... see any real... I don't see a reason to really love them. There, there isn't, like, mm. even a cool, like, goofiness about them. They're just ugly. So, here's here's a weird one. Um, I was, I've been looking at a lot of pictures of 2002s with the big bumpers, for obvious reasons. Um, and... The black grill with the front, with the big bumper up front, if it's tucked, looks pretty good. You're it doesn't going, look you're as going good too as deep, man. It doesn't look you're as good losing, as Euro. You're losing grasp of reality. No, but what I'm saying is like, it, it, it works with the front end because it's not like the, the brushed aluminum grill, like the black with the black trim, like it works. I'm, I'm not saying that that's the look I'm going to go for. The rear looks absolutely horrendous. 
unacceptable in any way, shape, or form. But the front kind of works with it when it's tucked. I've I've noticed a bunch of them that are kind of works as opposed to looks good. And it's not something that, but yeah, I mean, and not appreciate it side by side. It's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So, so clear that it wasn't part of the original design. So what I'm trying to get at is that's as far as I'm willing to go. People you know? are people do like impact bumper 911s. Right, but and, a lot of people that's cool. take them off and put put the IROC bumpers and stuff. Yeah, uh, but impact bumpers are probably the least like intrusive like bumper of that era too. So the they're not like they're yeah. not like diving boards like on that BMW. No, no, and so. I think it's the best execute, execution. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They executed of, it well. Yeah, where, yeah. I feel like I feel like in the '80s there may be some interesting like little holdovers where they have the uh, the like accordion plastic. Yeah, that's but but at that point the bumpers were more integrated into the whole design, uh, but the late set the seventies are just like all tack on stuff. Yeah, like the two thousand in the eighties. There's probably some good stuff in there. Like like I don't know. I'm thinking of the well, like, Toyota Supras and stuff. Like, if, or, but they're not even imp- they're look they're more like molded in and stuff. That's like, what you're yeah. saying, right? Yeah, like as opposed but to e- there, but there's some like weird accordion things that do work in some cases. Mm-hmm. But well, I think like, that's more eighties, not seventies. E28s, they look ten times better with the Euro bumpers, but they don't even look that bad with the American bumpers compared to like a two thousand two. Right. Yeah. Like those American bumpers on the two thousand two are just horrendous. Dude. So yeah. bad. The rear is is. I that's mean, why it I took that out, picture. It's like how so many bad. inches, dude? Eight inches? Ten inches? I don't know. Ten inches, so, and it doesn't go with the with the flow of the body at no. all. Like it, so, you so we're saying like, nose across. Yeah, the board. we're saying. Oh, no. absolutely. Next okay. question. Jenny Sparkles six six six. How much softer do you think the night the one ninety SL market will get? And should I rest them on my grandpa's sixty three into a drift car to increase the resale value? Yes. Uh, how much Sarcasm? softer? It has been. The it does SL seem like market. it's been like softening a little bit. Like there was a point there where one ninety SLs were getting like you know cream puff perfect cars were getting like two hundred and thirty grand. Oh, stuff, like crazy money! Oh. And now it seems like it's really softened. Because people realize that they're not a 300 SL. So wait, if cars are dude, I don't that's see not a Pagoda, it. right? This is the round. No, no 190 SL. It's pre-Pagoda. Okay. Pre-Pagoda, yeah. yeah. Um, no, dude, don't make a drift car. But yeah. That, I mean, that feels like a waste, But right? you could do something cool. Do like a little rally build or something. Like do some Man, wide steelies so on there. They just have know. that little tractor motor or whatever. You know, like kind of a anemic four-cylinder and stuff. So we're saying swap that out for an AMG, modern AMG uh, power so plant. You should probably just sell the car. <laughs> LS swap. And buy something else. Yeah, sell it and buy something else. Yeah. Well, it's her grandpa's. I don't know if yeah. that's an option. Grandpa. Yeah. Just sell that sentiment, sentimental yeah. reasons. Max, M-A-A-X-K-R. Uh, do you guys rev match daily? Question mark. How much strain does it put on the clutch? This is an interesting question because it puts no strain. It takes strain off the clutch is what it does. When you're rev rev matching, you're matching the revs to the engine, to the engine speed, which basically means you're not like, you're not abruptly going into that gear, which can cause the clutch to slip and causes wear on the clutch. You're matching, you're you're like helping the clutch. Um, So I think you're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah, the entire um, drive. Yeah, you're matching the transmission. You're, and you're helping you're everything. As long as you're doing it right. I mean, if he is worried about the clutch, maybe he's letting it slip too much or something. You don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, you're. Um, but yes, but yes, I rev match daily, and uh, it helps the clutch. It's super hard to rev match in the e golf. 
Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you tried it a couple times there? Yeah. What happens? It doesn't respond well. It's a n- neutral. <laughs> Does oh. not compute. But yeah, rev matching is... It's all... Don't do that. Go. Yeah, I, I I feel like it tur- turns into just reflex. I definitely yeah. have been in the NSX. Programmed. Yeah, like it's... That's just the only way to roll these days, man. Shirokuro Street. It's 23 years in the future. The landscape is littered with autonomous people movers. Canyon carving is viewed like an Old West reenactment. Gasoline-powered cars are only permitted to be driven on tech company holidays, which people do. However, it... Wait, what? I don't understand the hashtag. Itasha-style liveries? Itasha-style liveries. Isn't that like an RV or something? I think it's like animation or... Isn't Itasha an RV? Oh, Itasha, the thing, the the freaking stickered-up cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Itasca. Itasha so style like livery style. Uh, what is it? Explain it's to the people. It, 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 it stands for cars. like shitty looking. Well, painful exterior. to look at. Painful to look. Yeah, at. just okay. like sticker bomb to death. Okay, so however, sticker bomb to death liveries are mandatory for registration due to a confusion of historical timelines and self-deprecating narcissist <laughs> priorities. Wow. Would you drive? What would it be? Most importantly, what's your livery? Doesn't strictly need to be an anime. But I've I've got dibs on Gunslinger Girl and a Lincoln Mark II. That's amazing. <laughs> wow, I, dude, this is. I, I just feel like it. anything I say will disappoint Sean. I know. Yeah. Well, it's actually hard for me to take this. I was just trying to read his freaking thing. Right. Yeah. But I now, mean, now I have to think about what he means. Like I I don't watch enough anime. I'm thinking. I don't watch any anime. List. But the number one question is here: Would you drive? Fuck yeah, dude! I would drive. Oh, yeah, I, I would drive. Dicks all over it. Hell okay. yeah! I mean, I want to drive. Right? I would do that. Dick livery. <laughs> Dick livery, like a different sizes. Yeah. Or one size. Yeah. Or? Colors, sizes, everything. <laughs> That's awesome, dude! You can do that. Anime dicks. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, I would do, uh, how about tentacle porn? Like a big squid on the hood swallowing a woman or something like that? Tentacle porn? Yeah. That's pretty oh. cool. And yeah, oh, what would we drive though? What would you drive? Hmm. What would I drive? Only on holidays. Dude, cars be worth nothing, so I'm going to drive a 1973 Porsche 911 RS. With a bunch of dicks on it. With a bunch of dicks on it. <laughs> I love it. What are you driving, Brian? I don't know. I feel like in the autonomous car world, I would just want to go as far anti as I could. And I would have like some like fire breathing, you know, LS swap, like big fat tire American car. Maybe it's even like a stupid 80s Camaro with T-tops. Awesome. Just like kind of jacked up a little bit. Exhaust right out the either Mad side. Mad Max style. Mad like, Max style, yeah. The, like the little, yeah, yeah. And you then. No uh, hood on it. Just. Yeah, no hood. And then the livery would be like a peaceful ocean scene with Oh, that would be good. <laughs> with like yeah. a like the wood print wood block print. Style. Punch of dolphins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <Of> dolphins. <laughs> Hiroshige. Love it. Uh and I'm driving an F forty. <laughs> that's that's a good call. <laughs> that's in in Ferrari red livery. Uh no, it's gonna be uh the Oh the tentacle the tentacle thing. porn squid tentacle porn. everywhere. Yeah. And so uh, he said Gunslinger Girl and a Lincoln Mark II. I think was the Lincoln Mark II, was that his first car? Yeah, that big-ass giant man. boat. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to get another one of those. Doesn't he still have it or something? Didn't I don't think, no. Didn't he have a bunch no. of cars up in Dude, he's got such funny somewhere. stories about like having five cars at one time, and they're yeah. all worth nothing, and he has to shuffle them around I weird know. neighborhoods where he lives. So crazy. Gunslinger Girl. Do you, do, you know, do you know that? Uh, sounds familiar, but I don't know it. Um, Hushi Pushy. I love all these scenarios that people are laying out for us. You've just been sponsored by an engine shop, which means a full engine build for each of the DWA project cars. 
Art has to pick one of his. What would you choose to build a turbo or an NA build? NA. NA nine four four. That's where you go. Who, who's it? Oh, no, yeah. uh, for Lane. So who's the good Porsche engine builder for there? Isn't really for nine forty fours or for NAs. Speaking of agriculture, are you gonna, motors, aren't you going to do an LS, <laughs> LS swap? No, just doing. Eh, but LS are so boring. I just get someone to build a big old stroker 944 motor and do Sweet. NA. Yeah, yeah I, for my Skylark, I would do just uh, the standard V6, just rebuilt very well. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> rebuilt very well. <laughs> Dang. No no turbos. No turbos. So which car are you going to pick, Art? Um, I would probably do the 2002 and make the, really? best, the, make the best mint green 2002 turbo replica out there. Turbo it up. Next question. Matthew Merritt. Matthew underscore Merritt. What are you going to drive when you're old? 60 plus years. We're going to be retired. We're not going to have long ass commutes like well, Wayne. You, we already said you're driving the Mad Max Camaro. Oh, I guess the scenarios <laughs> are combining here. Yeah. It's just. Dude, I don't think the. I don't think the. I mean, hopefully our car tastes aren't going to change enough to where we're buying a well, I'll tell Camry you, or something. I'll tell you one thing. Fucking driving around Arts NSX for a week, I'm not going to be able to drive an NSX because oh. it's way too hard to get in and out of. Oh, wow. Oh, really? yeah. Actually, 60 years old, that's not that old. No. We're like not that far from that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But if you really you know push it out into like the mid-70s, 80s, the NSX plus. would be very difficult. Don't try out when you're old. 60 plus years. My Skylark would be perfect. That would be perfect. I think I'm going to drive a uh, E30, 325. But I'm going to wait, unfortunately, until the last minute. So they're going to be astronomical They'd pricing. Like $70,000 for standard over, one? Yeah, I'm going to overpay. Yep. You know what car is really appealing to me? And I think like I would absolutely love it in, at, at that age. I don't know what it would be like to own it in the future. But uh, the, the current AMG GTS, like that car would be my perfect old man car. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. It's a beautiful car, just mm -hmm. fast as hell. They, they, everywhere I've read, just, I haven't it's driven It's just that Mercedes badge that says old man to you. It does, I guess, but it's just a really comfortable, beautiful interior. They're super fast. They're just like, I can power slide the shit out of it everywhere if I want to. I don't know. There's something about that car that makes me think mm. my old man car. Mm. It's kind of like a 9, it tries to look like a 911 a little bit and stuff, yeah. Uh, I'd rather have a 911 than that any day of the week. Nah. But my old man Tuesdays? car would be like a Fintail Mercedes. Huh. Interesting. Those are cool. The sedan? Mm, maybe a coupe. Whoa. Fintail coupe. I think it's a new Fintail coupe. Yeah. Cube. Fintail. Club cube. Are, are Fintails not pop? Are they not expensive yet? Or? No. Not I think really. they're pretty cool, dude. They're really cool. They are cool. Remember when Bring a Trailer did that one? No. The sedan? No. Nope. Am I not thinking of the right fintail here? No, you probably are. Heck floss? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's just got the little... The little ones, yes. Yeah, yeah the, so bring a trailer, like, several years ago, they, uh, you know, and they were still, like, coming up. I remember uh, the rally car. They built a rally car version, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. green one. That when I was in high school, I almost cried because I couldn't buy this car. Um, it was a perfect dark, 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 dark green. Not British racing. Like, super dark green fintail. Uh with bright red leather interior. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, Ooh, that and they does. wanted $4,300 for it. 
perfect it's a lot condition. When you're a kid. And I just there was absolutely no way that I was going to be able to afford that car as a 16 year old. So crying over. I went tails. and I looked at it. Uh, they didn't let me drive it, but they drove it for me. <laughs> and I went with my mom. She's like, "Dude, I'm not going to give you that." Dude, I never had a forty three hundred dollar car till I was old, twenty three or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah my no, first that's... car was five hundred dollars. Mine was seven. So you went to look at this forty three hundred dollar car with your mom. Yep. And she's like, "But I didn't tell her how much it was." Smoking art, like I, we I, don't have that money. I didn't and tell her how much you it was. Ended up with a five hundred dollar two thousand. I ended up with a five hundred dollar two thousand two. But yeah, I just wanted to go and check it out. You know what I mean? Dude, and, like, you would have been so styling. Dude, how how styling would it have been? So rad. So styling. Uh, Chef Malone Jr. says, when you guys come into the restaurant? Uh, Dude, I want to go. It's ne- at gargantua.la. Next time we're in LA. At G-A-R-G-A-N-T-U-A dot L-A. Gotta, gotta support our boy. Yeah. Dude, Chef I'm Malone. sure it's good. But we'll only go if he if, Santa Monica. If, if he comes out and brings the food to us. Yeah, I want some like so out he, the he moved. Yeah, he's, he's in LA. Dang. I want some VIP seating, like up, like a little higher than everyone else, like yeah. kind of up on a pedestal. And like we we need a straight like straight shot view of the kitchen too. Oh, we got, yeah, we got yeah, to see him cooking, sure. dude. Yeah, that will make the we experience. Go, I love Kevin, it. Kevin, holler. Yeah, <laughs> be like, what's up, guys? <laughs> VIPs. Uh, dude, that sounds awesome. We should definitely do that on a trip down there. Throttle by cable. What is the most absurd slash laughable asking price you've ever seen for a car? Ooh. Talking about serious prices, not the trying to trick the wife into thinking I'm selling it prices. <laughs> That's kind of a funny. Oh, note. off the top of my head, it's Canepa. Um, when I went to go look at that VW. Oh, bug, yeah. The 79 bucks or something. 79 bug for like 79 grand. I think or 80, <laughs> 80 grand or something. It had 79 miles on it or something. Yeah. I mean, it was no miles, but it was, I mean, the shittiest it was VW the- Beetle. You- You'd never want Tom's underscore LX wet dream curved window. Uh, or I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like seventy something grand or eighty grand. That was very laughable. A lot of Canepa's prices are pretty laughable. Dude, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but uh, I feel like there's there are a lot of hot rods that people do like the eighties nineties style ridiculous yeah. super ugly hot rods, and people ask like eighty grand because they dumped one hundred and fifty into of it course. probably. Yeah, uh, but you know it's like oh You're one like, of a kind, super fast, and yeah. it's like dude, you could not drive that car fast, and it's super ugly to everybody yeah. but you. And you are like dude, and it has like a basically a stock three fifty from like nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, and like we moved on from there. with the chrome like, valve yeah. covers. Yeah, and somebody told you it was fast at one point, and they were trying to sell you a motor. No, it has purple valve covers to match the paint job. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing that came to mind, I might have sent this to you guys before. Actually, it's a 190 Cosworth 190 16 valve. Let's call it a 1989, 1990, whatever it is, automatic, and it's a typical ad where the guy posts like the. DTM story about the car oh, and like God, all this bullshit right? yeah, yeah, yeah. and like how, it, how it's so important I love and, and so you know, <laughs> historically significant $43,000 it's an automatic and it has like 140,000 miles and it's wow. it was on Craigslist for let's say a year and then it ended up on eBay and I used the eBay link to disseminate and fucking laugh at laugh at it with other people but <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure i sent it to the group but that's probably the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen because like he was so confident oh and he actually said that the automatic was better because it matched the engine torque and the shift points and like all this bullshit he had this whole bullshit story about how the automatic was the one wow. and then you're like hey what did the race cars have yeah <laughs> exactly oh really oh, i um, i have no desire to reach out to this idiot can you imagine the conversation nope I can only imagine you guys talking for 12 hours about it. 
Paul of the Lights. What is the worst breakdown you've encountered on a road trip? On a trip to Tennessee from Indianapolis, about 545, about 540 miles in my notchback, I had the mustache bar break and my engine fall to the ground. It was Jeez. a pretty exciting experience. Can anyone top that? The nope. mustache bar. So that whole engine mount. Yeah, like the, the engine whole fell like a out. Frame or something. What is that? Yeah, it's basically. Pretty bad. Well, that's yeah. how the engine bolts in. Wow. That's pretty horrible. I, I No, I can't beat that. I've never had any, like, crazy... Oh, any like wheels that. falling off? No. I'm trying to think, Thinking. but... I mean, I've had engine, you know, cars just die, but yeah, nothing like that. Yeah, I can't think of anything that crazy. That's definitely... No hairy wrecks, either? I can't think of any mm. anything serious. Dude, having your engine fall out on a road trip is pretty... It's kind of as crazy That's setting the bar very high. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't even think we'd have any good stories even close to that. Right. I've had oh, we'd have blown, to think about like, it a little. Blown head gaskets, some overheating here and there. Um, yeah. You had rod through the oil pan. Oh, I had a rod through the oil pan. That's the best one. That's pretty yeah. bad. That's really bad. Yeah. Driving without an oil pump all the way from San Luis Obispo to Santa Cruz. But you made it like your, your rod it fell. to my house. Yeah. On the street before my street, the rod <laughs> went through the oil pan, and I was able to roll it all the way to my house. With a trail of oil under me. So that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. The closest thing, that it, it's kind of in that vein, was um, I had a lowered Civic, an 88 uh, in college, and I had a B16 in it, and the, um, the transmission bottomed out on this gnarly, like, it was a construction zone where they had carved out the road around the manhole, and I didn't, I didn't realize that was oh. there. I went to pass a car, and the car dropped down. The oh. oil pan slammed onto the freaking manhole. I thought I had just like bottomed out and like slammed over it, but it ripped a chunk out of the transmission case. Oh. And the, the oil trails were reminding me of it because I was about four blocks away from my house. I rolled into my house and I opened the door to peek underneath the car, and I and I saw the trail of oil where I had come from. Oh. And so yeah, that was that was pretty gnarly. But I made it home. It wasn't like a gnarly like you. You had a pretty gnarly like breakdown where you were like stranded somewhere for days. But you've mentioned that. Yeah, but times. it's not like dramatic, like an engine falling out. That was just like a little ground wire had broken, and I couldn't find it. Yeah, we've talked about heroic fixes in the back in the past. Someone asked that a while back, right? Yeah, there was that episode. My yeah, the only breakdown. It's not a road trip, but it's just the little. Uh, VW Cabrio that I talked about before that the subframe was disconnecting so the wheel would jut out to the side because the whole uh, wheel assembly and lower control arm was just like tweaked Um, and I would have to do the backwards circles to reset it but that's pretty gnarly I bought it like that so I don't know if that even counts Uh, okay where's the next question Scrolling with my thumb. Scrolling with my thumb. Sonola, I think, right? Sonola 504. You guys always talk about Group B Rally and the awesome cars. I never hear you guys talk about the drivers. Who are your favorite drivers? Mine is Michelle Mouton. That's the Audi lady, right? Yeah, yeah she, she won. She was, yeah, doing the full-on, the gnarliest of the Group B Audis, right? Yeah. I love the show. Keep up the good work. And I think this is also yours, Brian, because I've heard you mention him before, is Ar- um, Adi Vatanen. No, that's... I think that's Warren. Oh, really? I yeah. freaking love that guy. He was like balls to the wall. Absolutely insane. Like Google the, or YouTube this guy. You'll see tons of videos out there. Uh, one of the gnarliest stories that I remember reading about, I didn't see the actual race, but um, I think it was an 85 Monte Carlo um, rally 
he uh they screwed up somehow i can't remember what it was and they were penalized it was an eight minute penalty behind uh walter roll who you guys definitely know uh-huh. uh and walter roll one of the best ever as well right um he was eight minutes uh behind walter roll and he finished the race four minutes ahead of Walter Roll. Wow. Um, and Damn. like the co-driver said that he was absolutely on the limit the entire time. And that's <laughs> what he was known for. You know, he just drove so fucking hard. And the only times that he didn't win were when they broke down, when he broke down. If he wasn't, if he didn't get first or second places because he broke down or he crashed, you know, so that guy was fucking nuts. And, you know, of course you've seen climb dance, right? Which is, yeah. uh, one of the best, uh, you know, rally and motorsport videos out there, uh, going up Pikes Peak. Uh, that was pretty It's all right. Sick, it's so. a little fancy. You're fancy. <laughs> Wait, who was that? That was him? That was him, okay, yeah. yeah. And so he's French, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Finnish. He's Finnish. I don't yeah. really have any... I mean, I, I never watched Group here. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I know the I cars are rad and they're legendary, but I didn't watch it, so I don't really know the drivers or anything. I mean, I know Michelle, just because, you know, Michelle, mm. just because of the, you know, all yeah. the Audi stuff, but... yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember a name like and War- Walter Roar Roll is obviously the yeah. the Porsche you know someone should ask Porsche that test question. driver yeah so. so he drove for Audi as well but um, he's like I mean he's but he's known for the yeah. Porsche you know yeah, he test you know test driver trying to remember the other guy was like Hanukkah or the guy that drove the the, the guy for that that drove the the Sport Quattro he's like renowned for it he's the guy first the first guy to take it out you, you just said Hanukkah or it's some I sounds think like that's that. not it it's I think it was like on the sixth day or something like that. Um, um, that's all I've got the name uh, I don't think he's pronounced it Henry but I think it's probably like Henry uh, Toivonen he was like a guy that passed away like in a fiery ball of flames uh, hitting a tree or something oh but he was that like the RS super... uh, 200 guy might have been. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wish I knew more about it. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I have I have read on Wikipedia a little bit about that stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I, just I, here I and there. Literally, I mean, watch it's it. one of those things too, where you just come across articles and you know just shit that's posted around. I've picked these things up from just going on. You know, those vi- what do you call it? Those black hole, internet black hole yeah, like things where you start somewhere, deep. yeah, and then you end up Open like up three or four tabs. <laughs> totally. But watch, um, watch a video. But and I another think one gets recommended. Totally, totally. But I think yeah, we're definitely more familiar with the cars than we are the drivers themselves. <clears throat> Matt says what? Art and I both have forty-five uh, DCOEs on our two thousand twos. Congrats, by the way, Art. Does I've that only mean... got one. We've got three DCOEs. But he has he has twin forty fives. Probably. Uh, that seems like excessive, but I don't know how these things work. Uh, does that mean we're like car guy version of Eskimo Brothers, except we kind of smell like gas? No, does that mean I'm always going to smell like gas? Car Damn Brothers, it. perhaps? I thought you just, when you tune it right, you don't smell like gas anymore. Maybe car Eskimo Brothers would be owning the same exact car. What are Eskimo Brothers? Mm. I don't know. That's my first question. You guys are probably like lovers. I think okay. lovers, yeah. Does that mean we is that lovers mean Eskimo no kiss? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You rub noses together. I'm cool with that. I'm down with that. Matt says what? Where does he live? You guys should get together. We should. You guys should kiss. (laughs) Eskimo kiss. Next question. Um, I kind of just want to leave an awkward pause on this last question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And listen in on our Sunday edition regarding uh, smelling like gasoline. And Eskimo kisses. And Eskimo kisses. Auto kennel. Hey, guys. On the driving while awesome halfy, Lane Skelton and I had a quick banter about my Sumitomo by Dunflap tires. <laughs> I'll bet there was some Lane hate going on there. Uh, <laughs> they are all season, mud and snow, 600 treadwear, treadwear rocks. 
I've used this brand for years on tens of thousands of fun rallies. Exactly. Okay, tens of thousands. Jeez. They're probably not even 600 tread wear. And they were probably not that fun. <laughs> they were great, he says. I personally think summer tires are crap if you want to do some serious driving. What are your guys' preferences? By the way, you guys need to sign up for some of the drives we've been doing uh, with Target California. Or the drives we're doing, Target California is right around the corner. He's right about that. Uh, bummed missing Radwood, 928, a.k.a. Old Man, has a serious bladder issue. What does that mean? Uh, he has, like, a head gasket or something. Whoa. Mm. Uh, uh, okay. Target, Target California. Target yes. California does not suit. That's the reason we started Coastal Range Rally. It's because Target California is pre-76. Uh, so Is nine, it? I thought they were doing all... No, I think they're using, like, Carreras and stuff. That's a continuation model. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, 944 doesn't fit there. So, why don't you talk to them about that? And, uh, Art can now do it in his 2002. Hey, you can join. Brian can maybe do it in his Buick. I don't know if that's allowed. But, yeah, you guys don't let me in. So, fuck you guys. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, um, tires. Target California is really expensive. Is it? It's yeah. far for us. It it's would like be a long trip. For a, like, if I, you and your wife go or whatever, it's like, over six hundred bucks, um, how, plus hotels, how, plus hotels. Yeah, and this is the one that goes. It's not not the one that goes to Mexico. Well, they no no they they switch they have it several up. events. Like, well, they have I think one a year, but um, they switch it up where they are. Like they There's were in the Santa Target Cruz. Baja, California. That's different. That's okay. Different organizers. Yeah, this is through NASA too. You sign up through NASA, so you also have to have a NASA card to sign up. I think I still have a NASA card somewhere. I think I, mine's expired. I'm I sure. thought the Baja one was to them, too. Maybe, I don't know. Well, this is Targa. I don't know. That's Dang. different. Uh, well, yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about in terms of, you know, all-season tires. I guess. Oh, so I was heckling him because his uh, Sumitomos, like HDRZs or whatever he has on his 911, are, uh, he has big old, big old Dunlop, um, Dunlop like lettering Stickers. on him. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, nice, nice seventy Tomos," and he's like, you know, laughing. You know, he's all, "You mean my yeah?" I mean, six hundred treadwears. I had Sumitomos on the M3, and I thought they felt so terrible. I took them out yeah. on the track, and it was like I couldn't even have any fun in the M3. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. it's because the driver sucks, but I wouldn't blame it on the tires. No, I think it, I'm gonna go I out s- on a limb here and say that. Um, uh, limited experience. I'm not going to say ignorance. It sounds like a bad word, but um, you know, it's yeah. You don't but have he to has go, so many cars. Like, but he doesn't have to go full cars. tilt. He doesn't have to go with fucking R compounds or what or you know, RE ones or DZ twos even. Like, I mean, you can go with a nice ultra high performance summer that is going to be nicely treaded. That is going to actually still be soft and like you can drive in the wet and like do all kinds of stuff with and have better grip, have better steering feel, and also, I mean, get good longevity out of it. I think what he's limited by might be size. I mean. It's it's not going to be a 600 treadwear if that's what he wants. If he wants longevity, whatever. I I pay for the experience uh, and over okay. longevity. I've had day. some Tomos. I had them on my 928, and it literally transformed that car into a sloppy mess. It was like yeah. the sidewall is so squishy on those things where I felt nothing through the wheel. It was just no communication. Um, I went to the track in it, did a track day. I had to like pump it up to like forty five pounds to even feel what was happening, 
It, they were just horrible. Yeah, and I feel like they squeal at nothing, and yeah. it's like they're uh, so hard that they're just like you can't do anything with them. Like you can't. I, I didn't feel like I could set the car into corners as well. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like it would push at you know the you, first hint of a corner. Yeah, and, you still have a real feel of like what's going on. Where like. Like, you want to be able to throw a car into a corner and have it stick. And these ones, it's like, they're, I remember they're just being like zero confidence. And I'm a firm believer in like summers all the time. If you're driving like twisty road, you know, if you're just going straight highway or whatever, that's fine. But I mean, f- for my commute, like I've tried to do the all season route and even just, you know, I did a hand cook. I was, I was running V12 Evos forever. Yeah. And those are a good, like, you know, just a good all around summer tire. And they're cheap. Yep. And uh, those those were good, and they had good feel. And then I went with the Hankook, um, all weather, all seasons, and it turned the car into a, a total mess. Where and in wet and dry weather, mm. where I kind of the same thing. I didn't know what was going on with the car. I couldn't like feel what the car was doing underneath me. And even my GTI when I bought it, I had those Pirelli all seasons from the factory, and I they sucked. And mid-turn, I could have it spin the tires mid-turn with throttle. And then I put the, the Pilot Super Sports and it just transformed the car. I mean, it's, it's so much better. I've like, I can just feel everything the car is doing and they're lasting really well. I've over 10,000 no, miles. Oh, interesting. Over 10,000? Yeah. Holy yeah. And shit. they still have a ton of meat, dude. Yep. Yeah. Those are magical. Man. So yeah, the only reason I could think of for wanting one of those on a sporty type car is if you're a drifter and you just want to freaking burn that shit up and they're hard and they spin easy. But yeah. what, what, what was he in your conversation? What was he saying? Oh, Why we didn't, didn't like really them? have, I was just heckling him. Uh, he was like, yeah, there's 600 treadmill. My last tires were 800. So these are super grippy or something, you know? Yeah. No, I, think, like, uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that he might be limited by size and he hasn't actually had a chance to experience like a good tire. I don't on think there. so. He has a, he has a, a pretty normal size. I'm pretty sure he has like, I haven't looked at him. There's steelies, right? He probably has a 16 inch wheel or something. But yeah, but the width and also like, I don't know what his, you know, he has, I think he's running pretty wide tires too. I mean, it's an 86 Carrera. It's that backdate car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there should be a ton of options. I mean, super sports would be a, f- a fantastic option here to, for all yeah. around type of stuff. If they make them in that size. I mean, so super sports, That's like I can't even get super sports for the 944. Right. In those sizes. I know. That's what I'm saying though. Like he might be limited by size. But you can still get good tires. Yeah. Like you, continental yeah. DWs or, or like, the 12s, or the, the whatever I'm running now are pretty good. Those, uh, what are they? Oh, the Firestone. Firestone, Firehawk Indies. Indy yeah. 500s, yeah. yeah. Matt says what? Sorry to be greedy with another question, but I've been contemplating buying an M2 or M240i. Plenty of pros and cons on both sides, but the main standouts to me are the red or chocolate interior option on the 240. I'm weird, he says. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Not weird. Versus the overall specialness of the M2. Flares, design, engine. I wonder if the M240i is like the E39 540 and that it was an awesome car even while not being the M of its generation. What do you guys think? Uh, and then, you know, I have a whole other paragraph to read here. Regardless of what I get, it'll never see the track. Just daily driving and fun drives. And I hear the M2 still requires ordering a six month and a six month wait to pay us MSRP while the 240 can be had under MSRP. I wonder if the dollars per fun are better with the 240. Thanks in advance for your expert opinions. So I haven't, I haven't, let me preface this. I haven't driven any of them, mm. but I think I would want to go with the M2. 
Yeah. And from what I've read and everything, if I wasn't going to the M2, I'd want to go with like a 228i with a sport package. So it's like a simple, lightweight. Yeah. You kind of go with either, like, so I feel like the, it's a 240 now, but it was a 235i. Yeah. They always said that was kind of like the, you know, it was just kind of like pushy. It pushed and it was less lively. And, uh, to compromise kind of, kind of a, just more of a cruiser where the M2, you know, puts like the stiffer suspension, like, I don't know, whatever, well, else they change, you know, the wider track, you know, all that stuff. And then the, the 228 had like a more lively kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, like in this case, I think I'm just thinking of, uh, hashtag hella, SOC, are we sticking SOC even though it doesn't make sense? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, just that M2 is rad, you know, like I think as a conversation starter, like an M2, M240, it's just like this kind of understated little. M2 you, is you always going to be an M. The M is like, the M2 yeah. is rad. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, you, you walking up to it. That's why I keep thinking about like when you go out to your car, like looking at that, like the, the, the muscular kind of pose. And I don't know, it, it's a way cooler car. And I would be willing to pay like the premium and wait the time to get that. I would actually do European delivery, forget the six month yeah. wait if you can do that. Yeah, yeah. And then just go and drive it in Europe and experience it out there. And I'm sure you can build it. I know that the exterior color is limited, but I, I think you can put any color. It's pretty, I think they're pretty limited, like on options. It's it's pretty much like, here's the car. And I think I remember like reading somewhere or something. It was like very limited, the kind of things you could do with the M2. Yeah. I do remember that. Special seats and everything. And so maybe they don't want to do a lot of colors in that. They're just like sports seats. But I think I do remember reading that. Yeah. Like in terms of options, you have like three options. Yeah. It was like, you can get like the navigation, you can get uh, the DCT and one other thing, like power seats or something. I remember the Whatever. price not being that much different. I mean, MSRP than a, than a 240, I guess. What, what are we talking? I was going to ask you guys. I think they started idea? like 52 for the M2 and then maybe the, I don't know what the um, the 240, I would guess it starts at like mid 40 or something, but it probably, about the with the options that you need, it probably is like more like... 48 so you're like four grand less or something like that yeah i can't remember at all these 220 all, i don't know where the 228 one. starts at but i think in the long run though too like just seeing what the uh the current generation of the the two the first i should say of the m235i's have done in terms of price and also knowing from the one series world those cars depreciate so rapidly and the i think the m series the m1 as we have already or one, one m, m rather one m's are- and Crazy held their value super well. There, some are still appreciating that are lower mileage, and I think the M2 is going to do the same. You know, because a lot of people are saying it's kind of like the last of the real sort of connected M cars, right? Um, it's it's nimble. It's yeah, dude. It sounds like it sounds like BMW gave us a gift here in the age of like all these cars that are getting too chunky. Like this is actually a legit real sports car that's still a heavyweight, but yeah, still. I mean, it's far. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like. But the driving anything dynamics. today, we're expecting it's going to be bigger. But, Kinda, but I mean, I'm really saying happy. that what I'm saying is it's surprised on the goods. You know, we're yeah, surprised yeah. on the good side that it's uh, actually better than we probably would have expected. And yeah. given the recent history of BMW cars, oh no, no doubt. And and it's that like is, return to form. That is absolutely yeah. it. And, and that's and, that's super uncommon. Yeah. Like we've been going through a long uh, set of years here where we for haven't sure. seen that. From um, that's absolutely it. And part of that is that um, you know you read the reviews and you watch the videos is that people don't say that it. Feels Feels heavy, right? It's like you look at the specs. It's like what the fuck? Like it's literally 
literally two to three hundred pounds off of an M3, which is ridiculous, right? But it feels way different. Like the driving dynamics are there, right? Super playful. It's a chassis that can be thrown around. It's easy to slide around. It's it's nimble, um, and the steering super connected. It's very communicative. Like all the things that we like, right? That that are so in to short. Be. We'd go with the yeah, M2, I think. In short, the answer is yo hole. Yeah. But yep. I do dig a red or chocolate or weird color interior. That's oh, true. Man, if he can do it, I guess he would have to go aftermarket then on the chocolate interior for the M2. Alex Stadel, what part area of the car do you think is the least sanitary? For example, dark gooey shift knobs, mm. that vintage food under the seat, where your butt goes, etc. Least sanitary. I think the steering wheel. I think the door handles. Like, especially a handle where you put your fingers in, like, all the shit that gets stuck in your fingertips. Like yeah, where do you... Because you never, ever clean under there. Like What, inside? Like Inside in... the door. Like, I mean, not like a 2002 where you have a button, but if you have a handle where you're putting your fingers up into that and opening it up, yeah. that shit never gets cleaned in there. Yeah. Never. Right. You're right. Yeah, but a lot of times it doesn't catch answer. stuff because it's a smooth surface. But it's your hand, though. Like, it's but I feel like, like it doesn't catch stuff like the wheel, like the leather does on the wheel or shift knob. That is a pretty nasty one. I don't know. What, do you, you, what do you mean by sanitary, too? I mean, I can pick well, some dirty like spots. Disgusting but... oil and grease buildup. Like That's human, what I see. human stuff. Dude, I see some gnarly steering wheels come back to my work. Yeah, like, nah, Dude, you should like, take pictures. Smelly, share them. Smelly, <laughs> you should start like, an Instagram account. Open smelly the box steering and wheels. They just smell. Oh, it's so bad. I won't say where they're from, but the smelly ones usually come from a certain place. Interesting. In uh, the world. So the way that I thought of this is, uh, if I were to take a swab to it and put it in a petri dish, exactly. That's what I was thinking. And what would you see? And what would come out of that shit? Literally, pun intended. With uh, here's like, what just I'm thinking: dir- dirty places or places with oil. Yeah, this is straightforward. You're right. saying, yeah, like, I mean, stuff uh, that, wheel well, engine bay, yeah. like that shit. And on the like the floor under the seat or something. I mean, you're gonna get a little food particles and stuff, but it's all dried up. It's just food. Like, it's not like human gunk stuff. <laughs> like my test is like get a white washcloth spray some water on it and wipe something and see how gross that mm. thing is and how much didn't even come off like how much is left like those steering wheels it's like it's like built up some of them how, how about or this leather, uh, everything both oh everything yeah. yeah how about this 80s thing of uh <laughs> headrests and and uh like hairspray you know how like people do their hair Remember up the and then they get the headrest all fucked like up. In, yeah. What's it called? Aquanet. Coming to America. Remember? <laughs> Probably, they no, all get remember. up. They all get up and there's the stains on the couches. Yeah. <laughs> Where your butt goes. Because they put like, the oh. soul glow. Ah. Oh, it's, it's all shiny or right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Holy yeah. shit. These are some long questions. Brian Bismuth. Hey guys. I have a 2011 BMW 128i, and I can tell that the clutch is starting to slip. I called my local independent shop, and they quoted me $2,900 for the job if I used OEM parts. That price seemed really high, but after looking into it more, I found that my car uses a dual-mass flywheel that can't be resurfaced, so it has to be replaced. Have you guys had to deal with this before or seen it in your shop? I'm wondering about converting to a single-mass flywheel so that I'm not dropping a couple grand every time I need a new clutch. I had planned on keeping this car for a long time, but this sort of surprise is making me rethink that. Thanks for the help. Gui- hashtag Guibo2 while I'm in there. Always the Guibo. Dude, that is a lot a of money for what I would a think 128i. isn't that, exp- like, that big of a job yeah. you know, on that car. 
I mean, most cars these days have dual mass flywheels, though. Just because like, it, what would you expect? it dampens like, like all yeah. everything, it makes it easier to shift. All you this expect stuff. like a fifteen hundred bucks or something? Yeah, yeah. I say definitely if you're willing to give up a little bit of I would of that, but I, mean, I wouldn't do that, dude. It's only it's like what every seventy thousand miles you're going to change the clutch on that car. It's a one twenty or wait a hundred thousand miles. You wouldn't go with a single then, uh-huh. dude. I would. Hell yeah. Why two twenty eight? It's naturally aspirated. Get that nice little free revving motor. To, uh, wait, that's you know, not. Is that an A? One, yeah. 128i, actually. Oh, 128i? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a 11. That's a six-cylinder. Uh, six oh, okay, because the 228i is a four-cylinder turbo. Right, the later ones. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, dude, get that thing going. Uh, hey, I'm kind of an idiot. Flywheel. Actually, I don't even know single mass, dual mass, like what the hell is it? Well, the difference, it's, it's, I mean, this? if you look at it the way that it, it's, it, you're talking about, just forget about dual the design. Dual friction surfaces or something? No, it's like, the, think of a, a flywheel split in two almost. Like, it's like dual mass. It has like a, it's twice as heavy, and it has like, instead of just being a single piece, it's like two pieces, one in front and one behind it. It's and like why almost do you do that? two wheels. So, as, as Blaine says, it dampens vibration, it doesn't chatter at idle and it makes it so if you're just like if you shift without matching the revs too it'll almost like slip and you won't even you and can't it really tell it doesn't drop almost. revs fast yeah, yeah, yeah so like it stays well that sounds easier. those are all positives why would you do a dual match well they're positives for making the car smooth but not for like, oh that's performance the, that's the dual mass yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay but, so a single mass then is uh, you you have to be a little more precise. Exactly, you're gonna hear more of the clutch. Yeah, and you can put a lightweight like flywheel in, no rev faster, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah so single mass be, all the way. Yeah, like I the, think the, that's a good idea. You're also gonna get more power out of it, right? Because yeah. you're spinning something less centrifugal force. Yeah. Or whatever. probably less rev hang. Less rev hang, which is nice. Yeah. I, you know what? One of the worst things about the Acura TSX was the rev hang, and I think they have I've really never heard heavy, that term before, but heavy that makes flywheel. Sense. So it's a heavy, you know, when it has yeah. a heavy flight. I can keeps, picture it, yeah. It keeps the revs up. Like rather let, it's dropping. like, it's a throttle response yeah, thing. Exactly. Like you let off the throttle and it's still kind of exactly. doing its thing. Hmm. Dude, I mean, an uneducated opinion says single mass sounds like the way for I a mean, driving enthusiast. Not knowing what's available for that car or if yeah. it's like a, actually a good thing for that car. Uh, um, because a lot of times, here sometimes when you do a single mass on a car that's meant to have a dual mass and stuff, it puts strain on other parts as well. Yeah. And if the car, you know, if if that, you know, you have to look it into your car, if that's like a known thing, if there's issues that come about because of putting the single mass, then you might not want to do point. that. But do a little research on that. Yeah. I don't know. Do the all the forum search and they'll tell you what you, I don't know, they'll give their opinion to you. So many <laughs> A lot of opinions. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear what Warren said about this one. He probably has a bit of experience with it. He's yeah, like, only by OEM. You know, I know. Right. Uh, yeah. Dual flywheel is the way to go. Why would you improve? Why would you? Why, why would, would you mess with BMW? Did that? Why would you? Why would you change it? <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I'm glad you could little uh, do Pinch that for him. DUIs recently riding Bart through Oakland. Uh, and glimpsed what looked like the back end of a Datsun Roadster, and I thought I, I needed to go back to try to find it. What's the furthest you've backtracked to check out a car? Was it worth it? Or what was it, and was it worth it? Mm. I've never personally backtracked at all. Brian, I know, you bought your 56 Chevy. Oh, yeah. Because you That's basically right. saw it all the time, so you went up in the woods and... yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, on the street that I grew up on, and uh, I could look up on the way to school every morning or whatever, just driving down the road. Maybe it wasn't to school, but I could look up the hill, and I could see the shining centerline rims uh, that were aftermarket. 
And so I would stare at it like on a regular basis. And it was, you know, I could see the body and it was a cool old Chevy just sitting out, not being used. And, uh, after driving by enough, I just had to, like, I went up and hiked up to the dude's house and kept bothering him. I had to go back like several times and then finally talked his wife into talking him into selling it to me. You're like, you know what? I want to take this and stick it on my property for 20 years. <laughs> Is that and what not drive it? Was it just sitting there forever? Uh, yeah. You never drove it? Or... No, it was rotting in the rotting in the forest. Like, you know what? This should rot in my forest. That's right. Your forest sucks. Dude. If only I had known. I wonder what I would have done. I remember I remember going with a friend of ours to look at, like, ask about a 2002 on this back road we would always drive. And it's always those, a lot of times it ends up in... You know, those people are just hoarders and stuff that have these cars sitting and they've been asked yeah, they 50 times before, a hundred yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I'm, I'm planning on doing something to that. And then you see it 10 years later and it's, you know, part of the earth and stuff. And that's yeah. what happened with that 2002 like that. So. Oh, it just got absorbed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, um, that 174 TII that I posted before and it's just sitting down, you know, it's like, half a mile away from my house sitting on the street the guy only moves it when street sweeping is comes through like once a week and he moves it from one side of the street to the other and uh i drove past there like a week ago or so and i saw a guy sweeping outside of the house like where the car is always parked and i asked him if it was his car he said no it's my brother's and i'm like well like do you think he's ever going to sell that thing i've been seeing it here for two years now and he hasn't done anything i can literally see it rust like you know on a down a fucking i've seen the the paint fade i've seen moss grow on the truck and he's like nope he's never going to sell it and i'm like is he ever going to fix it Nope. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, and so you yeah, just, yeah. you just can't let go of the fucking yeah. car, dude. It sucks. And I'm like, all right, maybe I'll stop by in my, in my 2002 and at least give him some motivation, you know, like I had just picked up the car. So, um, at least, you know, just to talk to him, at least I'm curious to see what the story is with the car. You could you be know? his Tony Robbins, man. I yeah. would love to be his Tony Robbins. Maybe um, you can find out like the thinking behind that person. Just talk to Brian for a while about it. <laughs> okay. And you can, like, you can, you can nice. understand like the logic exactly. behind that. Then we can just mash as soon as I start talking. Uh, about there's this one. Like uh, Jay Rockabilly Jay Porsche Punks, he he'll post an, a nine fourteen every like three months. It's on his street. Oh, that blue and, one. Yeah, he's been posting it since I, we started following him th- two, three years ago, whatever it was, three years ago. And uh, he's like, like just a couple days ago, he's he wrote, you know, nine fourteen still there, rotting away. You know, getting worse every day. Um, maybe the two hundred fiftieth times the charm. You know, I left a note on it. Maybe yeah. maybe we could start a public shaming app where people can just like take photos of these cars, show that there's no progress over time, and it, like motivate people to either like use it or lose it, like sell it or <laughs> and then tag shoot or get them off the uh, somehow. We yeah. just you tag them, like you get Geo the VIN, VIN number or their license plate number, and then like yeah, when I mean, people cars like that should probably just be stolen, right? You should probably just take them. Because it's better I feel like than... it's like a movie. Like, what's that movie where all of a sudden there's no laws for a day oh, and everyone yeah, the, kills each the other? Purge? The Purge. Yeah. What if it was like a car version of that where yeah. it's like no laws for a day? Like, anyone who's got a car sitting there, like, it's going to get stolen, man, unless you, like, <laughs> get it fixed up. Yeah, yeah. It's like 526 every year. Yeah. You can just on that date. Yeah. You can just go and take cars. Shit, that's coming up. Uh, do you remember? And I knew this one guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're I not knew gonna name this names. guy, and maybe I knew someone that maybe... We're like, not even going to name the They car, went right? with him, and they tried to, like, steal... To borrow this 2002 one time. 
by towing it behind the uh, <laughs> we don't know the blazer. And we don't know. It ended up the e-brake when un- they were sliding. Remember that? I think it was a, a local legend. Actually, yeah. I think it was <laughs> mostly based on untrue, yeah, truths. untrue facts. Yeah, <laughs> untrue facts. <laughs> Alternative facts. <laughs> that was happening right now. Uh, um, the, the, old, the other only one, only, only other one I'll throw in there is um, one that. Uh, it was an A86 Corolla in 1985. It was always parked in the same place. Uh, every time I would visit my mom, I would see it in her hood. And so eventually, you know, I stopped by and actually I didn't leave a note. I knocked on the door and it was owned by this old man. Uh, and he had been commuting in it, uh, for like the last, like, let's say 15 years or something, right? It was just his commuter car. But then, um, he threw the timing belt and never fixed it and it just sat out there. And so, uh. Um, Is that an interference motor? Uh, no. So I, okay. de- I determined that then. Right. Yeah. And so then I, um, I bought the car for 300 bucks. I, um, told Whoa. it to my mom's, I put a timing belt on it and it drove fine. And that is the car that I actually ended up owning for a while. And so this is a complete anti-story to that. He actually sold it to you. He actually sold it to me. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but the, the thing that he said, it was just like cars that you've actually gone back to, right? Or something like that, that you drive by. Oh, right, right, right. But that's you like, were talking I mean, about answering the man's yeah, question. It's, yes, it's more right. one of those things where like I would drive, you know, uh, you know, 60, 70 miles to my mom's or whatever. And every time I would go to my mom's house, I would drive past the car to see if yeah. it was still there. And uh, I would go, you know, let's say a quarter mile out of my way to drive past it. That was the extent of me going out of my way. But eventually well, I did end up getting... Uh, oh, I'll go on drives. I'll like drive out of my way just to look at cars that I know are there. They're you know, there, right? Oh, it's still there. Look at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't go and pursue them because I'm too shy. Too shy. <laughs> You're just gonna be too aggressive. Sell me the fucking car. I'm gonna steal yeah. it on five twenty six. I'm trying to think of what how I would feel if somebody stole my Chevy. Uh, You're like, oh, good riddance, man. I, don't have to I mean, maybe it would save me. Like, yeah, exactly. Overhead, That's you know? what I'm saying. I it could be mad about all it. these people are having to move their cars on street cleaning days. They wouldn't have to worry about that anymore. And then what what would happen though? So here here's one thing. One scenario is somebody steals it. Uh, they fix it up, and then so I wait a few months. They fix it up, and then I'm like, "Hey, buddy, that's my car." And then I get to take it back. Somebody would fix How it up about for if me. You just you're allowed to steal a car, but you give the fair value. You give a fair value. Oh, you have to drop it in an yeah, envelope, yeah. Or, yeah. like uh, yeah, PayPal tomb yep. or whatever, yep. Venmo. Oh, okay, basically, so you stra- you force buy it, force sales. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Right, you have to give them something. I like it. Fair fair market value. That's cool. I'm down with that. Um. It's like a tip jar or whatever. The only other thing, I mean, this is kind of a weird one, but what do you guys think about sentimental value? What what if that was like his dad's car and he passed away and like uh, just some? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's usually what it is. Or right. it was his. He say he bought the car in high school and had plans to <laughs> fix it up. Oh right, yeah, you know, maybe that. that. All right, let's uh bomb through a few of these because we okay. are deep. Yeah, we are crazy, man. Okay. So I just read a gang. Do you guys like to drive to music or just listen to the engine sing? If you do, what are some of your go-to driving songs? We should just have an ongoing list here of our yeah, favorites we, or something. Been, I, I mean, like the engine sound. I like, I like. I don't really listen to music. I used to. I used to bump like BC Boys. Yeah, sure. <laughs> engine sound. Sugar Ray and Mean Machine. Yeah. I'd, I'd bump like a mix that I had, like a driving mix or something. I know the only thing. Uh, uh, Art listens to the Onitsuka Tiger oh, Shark playlist. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Square pushing. That was <laughs> Wagonista, by the way. Croc GT4. Shouldn't every good rally have a high-speed chase and camera cars that don't have to meet the rally model year criteria? Carefully selected fast 
quote unquote cars and drivers, of course. So basically, mm. Phil's trying to say, "Hey, can I come on the on the Coastal Range Rally in my uh, GT4?" And Jono come in his GT3 RS, and we can just be the camera cars, and you know. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. So I we which we haven't really talked about any restrictions, seriously, right? Uh, but that's like the going thought. I don't know. It could have been maybe because there were so many cars on the last one. Like it would help to narrow it down a little bit. We were talking about doing the you know, oh. limiting to the eighties and nineties. Yeah, or, and also just or sticks, earlier. And also just for the most part, you know, there's obviously some outliers, but keeping it, it, it reasonable in, speeds in a, in a certain in a certain kind of realm, right? A yeah. certain um, pace, kind of. But then yeah. that bums out the Jonos and the Phils who have yeah. like awesome cars for the, yeah. perfect for these roads. Although Phil's gonna buy an have Carrera, all these friends, he'll be all good. Yeah. I know, like Dan from Sharkworks, he was saying, "Man, it would be so much more fun if I brought like my MR2." That's right. And he yeah. was driving a GT2. Right. Um, That's what Tim said. Tim Buckland said the same Tim thing. Tim said it too. He, he said it'd be and more Tim, fun if he brought Tim his Audi. One of those cars. He yeah. had his Audi Audi RAV10, and then um, also. I don't know. Jono just needs to get a 944, James, and then everybody's happy. Sharkworks James also said he wants to bring something else. Like, it would yeah. be fun. Look, he'll bring he'll buy a Saab just for it or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. I know it's hard. I know that you guys don't want to drive around with douchebags, and you want to drive around with a cool group of people and enjoy your cars out there. But ultimately, as Blaine said, it's... And we like you guys, and you guys are car yeah, guys and I mean, all that stuff. It's just kind of... It's we're it's trying just, to focus on. It's part of the brand. It's part of that, that whole philosophy that we have, too. And uh, it's also part of the adventure, right? And we don't like to be included. Inclu- or exclude anyone. That's not like our thing. But that's but, what we're doing. I mean, but I'm saying we don't w- want to be that way. And I think for most things, we're not like our halfies and stuff. We don't care. Like, like it should all fall under awesome, which is like, yeah, you know, we specifically that means a lot. Like, and we all into like, almost everything. Like GT3 RS is rad, and yeah. GT4 is awesome. But but it's not. It's just for that thing for that event. It's yeah. kind of. I don't know. The slow car fast is kind of our mantra in a, in a lot of ways. And although some of these cars might not be slow, you know, obviously a year is the best way to kind of culminate the groups. And maybe yeah. we will have to cut it off at 1995 or something like that, you know? So. And it's we'll not see. really official, but it might be. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Uh, Kurt. K photo says, what are your favorite pop-up headlights? Mine are the NA Miata, NSX, C4 Corvette, and Countach. I love the uh, Lotus Esprit uh, headlights. with the, They have the quad rounds in there. Mm. Oh, like, yeah, those are pretty sweet. I really dig those. I like, uh, Aren't all pop-ups pretty similar? No, not really. I really some like, go up higher. I really like go really 928s. Low. Oh, the, oh, you like those? The I like those. Why, awesome. dude? The frog eyes? Oh, I hate yeah. those. They're so awesome. Those are my least favorite. And 968. Yeah, cool. it's like this, there's like little balls to it. That's really cool. I can see both perspectives. Uh, I can see how they're like super unique and cool looking, but then also, I They're don't know. goofy, but that makes they're them goofy, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my least I'm favorite. Saying, I do I'm like saying, the, yes. the C4 Corvettes are kind of cool because they do the whole like 180 degrees or something. Yeah, they, they go like, upside uh, down. When yeah, they, they go in. upside down and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Dude, it's really hard to beat a Countach. Yeah, but they just go up. Mm. They're not that crazy. Uh, uh, Miras are really cool. Miras are cool. Uh, I'm the, trying to think of like a unique ones. Okay, you know? tell like me this. 944s just go up. It's like an, an Amy Auto. Or same thing. Just, they same. are tall. The Amy Autos are really tall, but yeah. Yeah, there's nothing really. What happens uh, with a Buick Riviera or a Chevy Camaro Those where the up, covers though. the covers just that's open. a hideaway light? Yeah, though, that's right? a hideaway. Yeah, is not that what you call that? Pop up. Although, isn't there one where the light is face down? 
Yeah, I think that's a European car, though. I don't think mm. that's a. An American I mean, because yeah, like the like the Montreal, Montreal. That? Yeah, that yeah. thing's awesome. Which Matt Farah on the latest smoking tire video <laughs> called what do you call it? Is he hit heinous. Heinous. Oh, Alpha Montreal. Those are awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. So never heard that. That's dude. Those are really awesome. awesome. Yeah. So what if? You got pop-ups on a new car, like a, like the super eggy, like picture a Mercedes S-Class with pop-ups. It's so stupid. <laughs> like super ugly, just somehow like comes out of the you fenders. Can't, you can't replicate like awesomeness from an era. What about if the, you do, it's pop, just stupid. Pop-up headlights, that is quite a little yeah, They're gone, time, and you can't period. redo it. Yeah. It's just a thing of that era, and it's, it makes that era kind of cool. What about BRZ? Yeah. Like, if they redid the front end, I can kind of see it mm, maybe with that shape. Just because it's like a nine forty four. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's a classic little sports yeah. car shape. Uh, Dude, pop ups might come back in like ten years. Analog cars on film. Any tips on making a road trip more comfortable in an old Porsche with pole position? Pole positions driving about twelve hour round trip um, on the first Saturday of June. So is he coming to Radwood? I don't know, Maybe. but that's a that's a that's pretty serious trip. Twelve hours—that's longer than. Where's uh, he coming from? From I think he's in L.A. Well, so. six hours each way. Oh. Twelve hours round trip. Oh, oh yeah, oh, so he right. might be coming to Radwood, dude. I rode in pole positions. Yeah, down yeah, to uh, L.A. Advil, bro, suck it up. It's not even that bad. Yeah, pole positions are comfy. Yeah, yeah. yeah my nine nine three had, but that's yeah, they're not, they weren't bad at yeah. all. Um, I mean. The thing you got to worry about is the droning exhaust that you likely That's have. That's right. Oh, yeah. um, if you have actually, pole positions, you probably have some ridiculous suspension yeah, exactly. and super yeah, loud yeah. exhaust. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking more along the lines of like making sure that his HVAC system works and his windows roll up HVAC and down. HVAC and an old 911? Dude, if he's got heat or some kind of cooling, that's key, man. So especially in just June. pack some Advil and you're good. Packs or just smoke a big fat J. Smoke a bowl, bro. Yeah. You're stoked. So I can smoke vape it. weed. Do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> vape because we want to save your lungs. Up, so. And we want to get advertising money. Um, leafy underscore Lotus. I like how you sound What's so sad. What's the deal with Porsche? What's the deal with Porsches? <laughs> Why do people have such a passion for them? Especially the older ones. <laughs> I don't know. Ter- um, terrible sign for the older They're... Uh, that's a good question. What's I like Porsches, Porsches a lot. I don't know. They're cool. They're they unique. have a unique shape. Because They're unique. Of the they have a unique engine configure. You know, 911 yeah. you're talking about. Um, we've answered this exact question, right? Unique Multiple engine. Times. I yeah. mean, really good Steering build quality. Field, the visibility out the front. Yeah. The shape. The the way the doors sound when you close them. It's super rare to find a real sports car. Yeah. And available. Those and cars what... are actually can still keep up with like we go on these like even Warren the Porsche hater. Of all Porsche haters, he's like always impressed by how, like, the pace the 911s have. Like, they're just like, they're still a capable, fast, and they're car. practical. Yeah. Yeah. So, got the front. Right. Um, let's skip this guy, Brian McQueen. We're good. All right. Wagonista. No, you can't just skip my question. Dude, you can't. You're on the podcast, dude. Well, when am I going to answer this question? Right, Sunday. This Sunday. Is a- Say you're switching to dirtbag mode and want to replace each. Car, each car in your fleet was something worth less than five thousand dollars. What do you get? Would you be bummed? So does that mean I have to replace both my cars? Yeah, each you have to replace every car. And my wife's car? Yeah, dude, this is such a long question. It's like a whole podcast. Just do, do two cars then, because I don't want to replace. All right, the next I pay. I'll replace the nine forty four with a nine forty four. 
Yeah, that's um, fair. It was four thousand dollars. I think yeah. thirty nine hundred. Um, I'll replace the GTI with. Shoot, I have to still commute in it. Yeah. Dude, what I was expecting you to say I'll is go like the a Volvo 740. 740. Yeah, I'll go to the Volvo 740. <laughs> or a BMW E30, but $5,000 is almost like cheap for one of those now. No, you'd have to get like an E. No, I go, e. I go to the Volvo 740. <sighs> You've commuted in it before with yeah. Nisha. That, that 325E might be good, but that would even be hard to find. Oh, I'll go with one of those. And then my wife's car, her Subaru, I would replace that with... Uh, let's do like an old, we'll do like an old Mercedes of some kind. Uh, we'll just go W123 or something. Yeah, that was crossing my line. That's a good, or the 126 or something. Yeah, 126 would be cool. More room. But that's too big. She'd hit shit. Damn. But at least it's not worth that much money. Alrighty, um, I would replace the uh, the NSX with a 1983 Toyota Supra. Toyota Supra. Toyota Supra. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, um, you could get one of those. Oh, and by the way, I'd be a little disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Well, it would just mostly with the commuter, huh? Having to be in like a yeah shitty. I think my wife would be more con- con- like more disappointed than me though. Actually, yeah. I'm like on the fence because I like the narrow body and then I also like the P-type because there's the L-type, you know, that doesn't have the over fenders. And then in 84, 85, they changed to the over fender style. Ah, uh, you got to go over fenders. I like both, yeah. yeah. But wait, one of those. Uh, in the 2002, I would replace uh, with a 1980 Toyota Corolla Coupe. Toyota guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I would be bummed. Come How about on. your wife's family car, the yeah. X1? The X1. Because that's a really hard one. It's hard with 5000 bucks too. 5000 bucks. Actually, a Volvo 740 is not a bad choice for that just either. all around. Yeah. You just buy all 740s. Three 740s. Because you can get a pretty cherry one. It's nice to share And they're pretty cozy. Like what yeah. about an 850R? And I would just swap, deal with the front-wheel drive. Sure. Your wife would deal with it. Yeah. Your wife would deal with it. And that pale yellow. 5000 bucks. Can you 5, get an 850R? Bucks. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Nice one. Shenanigans. I there. think I think you're getting a really shitty one. Yeah, really? I think they're hard to find a good one actually these days. As a car, might appreciate it if you find a good one. Mm. That's all I got. I'm gonna say that's a T5R by the way, the pale yellow T5R. That thing for the wife's car. I'm gonna go Jeep Cherokee. Uh, it'll tow stuff and basically do any of that road trip stuff. They're pretty reliable. V6, four liter, straight whatever. six, four or, liter. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, for mine, uh, I was recently poking around. The reason why I asked this question, actually, commuter car, uh, Ford Focus, SVT Ford Focus. Oh, those are cool. Mm. Dude, I, horsepower. Dude, yeah. every time I see one, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, those they're are pretty rad. rad. And I like the wheels, too, the little five yes, spokes, five like spokes. simple five spokes. And they're and made a good by, body. It's aren't a the good wheels design. made by someone? Like OZ speed or something? Yeah, 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 I, yeah I think it's, I think they're it was cool a good cars. I really, really don't like the interior. Six speed. Dude, it's better than the new interior. It's so lame. It's better than the interior. It's kind of trashy, but... 
No, it's not center stack. No, no, no I said the, the, the center console has got like that oval oh, kind yeah. of Ford design. Yeah, but, but I mean, if you look at it again. But those cars actually look pretty good. They do it's, look pre- good. it's pretty clean yeah. compared to some of the stuff you see today, actually. No, I, I, I used to not like the dashboard on the Ford Focus. Mm. Now, looking at it again, it actually looks pretty clean. Interesting. I kind of dig those cars, though. I, Dude, I think, you can get them for like 3500 bucks. But, and if you spend five, you're getting like the Super best nice one, one in the world. I remember liking they those. Don't, they have four doors. Which would be awesome for practicality, no, no, but they no, don't no. look nearly no. as good. Yeah, they like the, ra- the rally style hat, three the two door hatch. What color? Hatch or whatever. I mean, white. White. Would be right. Cool, but I mean, they look good. They look, they look silver. Very it's good. Blue. In other colors. Yeah. It's a good blue. I think they, they look good. good in red. Like white and even. silver. Yeah. Like kind of. I didn't uh, see any white ones in my search, but uh, the the rally cars, which were actually all wheel drive and a completely different beast, uh, looked rad and white with the Martini livery. Back in the day, I was looking when I had my Audi 4000 Quattro and I was going to Art Academy. Um, we had an SVT focus on the roof of the Art Academy oh. that, like, a class before me or something I had done a full body kit for. Yeah. And it was just sitting up there. Like, they gave them the car oh, to do the whole body Like a brand kit. new car? Yeah, a brand new car. And it was oh. just sitting on the roof. Um, but I wanted the wheels because they're the same lug pattern as the Audi 4000. Oh. And they're like, you can just like a direct swap and they're 16s hmm. and that would be a nice like it would upgrade look decent and it wouldn't look bad because there's yeah. a simple five spoke yeah interesting i was no, talking those about are, my 108 on those they are a good looking wheel yeah those are cool uh yeah they're very underappreciated cars i think for sure not anymore now that we've mentioned it on the drive now, awesome they're, podcast, now they're all going to be gonna 10, skyrocket 15, yeah. so uh, and then my skylark skylark yeah. replacement i think uh i think i could get a th- e30 325 convertible yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. All right, alternatives. I like it. So where are we at? It's a great it. question. Now where are we at? I'm, oh, now I'm like Wagonista. not even on the post. And Wagonista says, "What do you guys think of Roadkill and the whole ratty muscle cars movement?" Awesome. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, awesome is good. Yeti Overland says, "What is more, Radwood, a Tercel four-wheel drive wagon or a Celica Alltrack?" Celica Alltrack, Celica Alltrack with Celica white wheels, white on white. The Wallster says, what's the creepiest, most uncomfortable, weirdest car-related Craigslist encounter you've ever experienced? Mm, we've answered this question before at some point. can't remember. I can't remember any of them. Uh, Brian's had some creepy ones. Dude, it was pre-Craigslist, but I when I bought my MR2, oh, that's the right. guy like wouldn't freaking answer his phone. And I went, Charles yeah. went with me to check it out. This is the AW11 Mark I MR2 and uh, 900 bucks or something. Uh, and... We go in, we, I like call him, he's like not answering, I knock on the door, he opens the door, it's completely dark inside of his house, no lights, he's like the only person there, uh, he has one little light in the kitchen and we walk in there and it's like, I don't know, the, just the vibe of the dude was super creepy and we we're like, <laughs> I'd be interested to hear what Charles' memory is of it, but uh, yeah, it was mostly due to just the dude himself. Alright. Yeah, I don't really have any. Yes. Oh, I had a weirdo buy wheels off me a couple of weeks ago. That was kind of creepy. I was weirded out. He was like yelling at his girlfriend when he was talking to me on the phone. That's oh, nice. He's all, stop looking at me all slant eyed like. And I'm all, huh? He's like, oh, I'm talking to my girlfriend. You ever girlfriend give you like a death stare like that? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Weird yeah. And he's all, he's all, oh, you like music? I'm like, uh, he's all, <laughs> I'm all, uh, do you play musical instruments? I'm like, no. He's all, oh, what's wrong? Rock and roll ain't dead. 
And then he goes on and keeps talking. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? dude you can't, and I was like really bummed. I gave him my address like, oh, or God. my work address. I mean, at least it was my work. But yeah. to come pick up wheels, I'm like, dude, this guy's going to show up with no money. It's going to be weird. He's going to try to be friends with me. Yeah. Play music at my house. Yeah, exactly. Art doesn't have an answer, so I'm going to the next one. Do it. Tom's underscore Alec, our friend, guest of the podcast. Okay, but seriously, I prefer rear-wheel drive as much as the next guy, but rarely get my car sideways on the street. So what does it really matter? Shouldn't shouldn't a very well-set-up front-wheel drive car be just as good for bombing around the mountain roads, just as fun and just as fast, especially when we're talking slow car fast? Dude, I, yeah, I agree. I was I thinking kinda, about this exact I, thing when I was looking yeah. at Ford Focus SVTs. I was like, dude, when am I ever really, I know, are you really getting sideways? It's only in the, in the but dirt. But it's putting the power and not having understeer. That's a nice thing. Being able to lay power to avoid understeer. Yeah, but even that. Yeah, I think with a really good diff, you can get But even like out. my nice. GTI, like Art was a passenger in it. We drove like some windy roads today. Things pretty good. No, it's a great car. It's it a really, really good car. Really well. It handles good. It handles it's well. very well. Yeah. Drive. As you said, you have, to go, you have to go 10 tenths to get it to You have to go here. 10 tenths, yeah. yeah I mean, and you have to be on a really tight road. Yeah. No doubt that you can have a super fun car, especially the slow car fast stuff. We talk about Mark 1 GTIs, Mark 2 GTIs all the time, CRXs, um, EF Civics, which even EG Civics. Those are all awesome cars for this type of stuff. I mean, it just depends what you want. Yeah, I don't like... Awesome. The thing for me is I'll only, I'm, I'll only uh, tolerate my front wheels being driven if it's all wheel drive if my rear wheels are being driven i'm okay with that i know people have a problem with that in the past or have had yeah, but why what's the big difference but what's well here diff, but man? let me just focus on the rear wheel drive part is that i like the steering feel i like my wheels not have to be be driven by anything just like that those driving dynamics and i love to do donuts and i love to power slide or slide around whenever i whenever i decide it to do that it is pretty fun to i be want able to be able to, to do that you yeah you mean? kick the tail out here and there and that's yeah. always fun even leaving a parking lot or totally you know going yeah. around a little hairpin or that's something the, i was just about to say that so like yeah. in a part i like i've i've done this multiple times even in the last month with the like or not not last month with the nsx for example like oh. uh like if i'm sitting somewhere and i want to make a u-turn i'm for sure as hell gonna put on the, get, for get on the power the earlier yeah. dude I, even the 944 with its 143 horsepower whatever yep. you know i'll like be leaving a driveway or something and you just kind of kick the tail out and it's really fun you so know? much like, fun to counter steer and like yeah. on the power and control it that way like yeah. it's there's something special there uh, or if you get in a little dirt little side pull out and you just stomp on it and crank the wheel a little sure. bit like that's yeah. fun and i love to launch hard sometimes and you know lay some rubber down and i'm doing that with the front wheels isn't as fun as doing it with the rear wheels front wheels is hard too like even the gti like if i'm going full throttle like first second gear it's like fighting for grip you know like the torque steer is not bad on that thing at all like it's the barely noticeable but it's just it's lifting the front end yeah and it's it's begging for traction, like it's trying to get traction, mm. and it's like spinning it at the top of the RPM range. So there's a few things to think about. Tom's underscore Alec, but slow car fast, you kind of a lot of that stuff's negated, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is stuff that happens outside of like the actual driving, like in the turns. That's like true. in the turns, you're fine. Uh, the benefit of rear wheel drive is. All those other times in the world where you can do a little kick out of the tail is like, you know, that adds up to a decent amount of fun. Yeah. And you can't have that in the front wheel drive car. Yeah. James Xu, thinking about selling my S52 Z3M coupe with 60,000 miles and a single tone interior for a similar Z4M coupe because they're now they're around the same price now. 
Which of the two do you think will have better investment potential? P.S. Keep up the awesome podcast. Hashtag yo hole. Dude, don't sell the Z3M coupe. Okay. Don't sell the Z3M coupe. I hate don't even bo- ask I this. I hate them both. What? And I hate you don't Z- like a clown shoe? No, I think clown he shoes are clown disgusting shoes. and stupid. Oh, my God. Awesome. I love them, especially I think, the single tone I think interior. a clown shoe is definitely a better investment. For, for sure. Like, proposition. Like, yeah. if you're going to ask me which one I would want as an investment, it would definitely be a clown shoe. It's more polarizing. I hate yeah. it, for example. And people for love example. it. Um, <laughs> it. It's just, it's just like a time in automotive history, and I don't know. That car is is very polarizing, and I think out, that yeah. equals like, yeah, they didn't go as extreme. They're more extreme. As extreme with the Z4. No, they're more extreme. Like so. it was like a, it was, it was like a more subdued clown shoe, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't stand it's out. The same, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, oh yeah, look at yeah. that. No, I'm Art. absolutely clown shoe is the better investment yep. here, and yeah. it is a way Disgusting cooler car. car yeah. Rotem Wait. Paul, what's the best road outside of the West Coast, California, in the U.S. that you've driven? Never driven outside of California. Most of those roads are straight and flat. Right? I've driven on some really nice Oregon roads, but the speed limits yeah. are insanely low. Oh, yeah. Really? Oregon, Everybody, I've driven some nice ones in, like, central Oregon. Everyone drives so fucking slow, too. It drives uh, me did we, um, did we Remember on our Vermont trip? There was a few good roads there in our oh, PT Cruiser. Yeah, the PT Cruiser just negated everything. Yeah, it kind of ruined everything. We were solid, we like, emoji poop and frowny faces the whole time. Yeah, before that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, but there was definitely some good roads out there we were on, I think. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I can't think of anything stand out right now. Like, I just, I'm just thinking of the stuff that I drove through, like, Dude, on the you've way driven back. some awesome... Oh, he said in the U.S. In the U.S. So, I did ago. drive from, um, I think it was, like, from Sun River, Bend, Oregon area, um, to Portland, and I took this, I forget, like, towards Crater Lake and stuff. There was oh, yeah. some really rad roads around there. Yeah. Um, I was driving my 850 Turbo Wagon at the time. Uh, but, yeah, there, there was definitely some cool roads there. I mean, I don't remember I drove the up the Oregon were. coast, uh, and that... I, I think I'm pretty sure there was fun roads, but we were just in the Jeep. More California, but like outside of Eureka and stuff, there were some really good roads out there. So but. do we, should, should we hold off on some of these for uh, Sunday edition? We're going a little long. What do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, we can do a few more. Let's run through a couple more. But now we have to look at where we were. We were okay. Croc Cheesy Four answers a question. We don't want to. Okay, the organized garage. How about a one k limit DWA Craigslist find car show? Prizes awarded for most original, coolest, worst car, etc. Call it Badwood. That's a great idea. It's kind of like Concourse de Lemon. Yeah, in a way. How how's that though? You buy you just go out and buy a car just for a car show? So you just buy a shit box for a car show. <laughs> and you you talk to everyone about how shitty it is. That's kind of a baller is. thing to do. Be kind of fun. Uh, yeah, It'd be but, super fun. But I mean, what are you gonna do you with go that on, like, car a car rally after the- afterwards? And and whoever lasts the longest is a loser. Well, not necessarily. I mean, because what about prize? Like, you might want to be the most original. You might want to have the, most, the coolest yeah. car, or like basically the best find. There could yeah, be different things. Sure. And then someone's going to find the absolute worst pile of shit, right? Dude, so yeah, but I think that, I think here we, this is a great idea if you extend it into like a bigger event. You know, like I'm not going to buy a thousand dollar car just for a car show, but if Badwood includes like some long trip, like yeah. then that's cool. Going nowhere slow seventy says, "Love the show. How much turbo noise is too much? Is there such a thing?" No, I like turbo noise. I love turbo yeah. school. I was sure. uh, I was next to a wall yesterday, like on my little drive home from cool story, work. Bro. I'm always next to this wall, and I rolled down my windows. 
and I was on off throttle in the GTI and just hearing the turbo like whoosh nice. and it sounds so rad. Love and it. kind of and it does have like a pop off kind of like a little bit of a you know a little blow off bell. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. I like, did driving ex- bad rabbit habits. Um, Mark One Caddy. Oh, that's probably yeah, that thing a big ass so blow off. Yeah, it was so awesome. Yeah, I love it. That's what makes turbos for me. Like because turbos are already so muffled in terms of yeah. intake and exhaust noise. It's got to have a lot of loud turbo mm-hmm. spool. Like the more the better for me. No worries, mate. Um, Colin, dude, we gotta cut this off, man. Why? This is a long show, dude. All right, let's ask this one more. Okay. Colin M. Hill says, "What are your guys' thoughts on hot rodding cars?" Last Q and A, someone asked Art about fuel injection on his 2002. 912s um, are always getting bumped up to 1.7 to 2 liters, but where should one draw the line between originality and fun factor? So, Colin has a 912. It's really nice. Red 912. Dude, hot rod the shit out of that thing. I think, yeah, I agree. I think you should just egg it. Keep the original parts and hot rod, if possible. If you're having that car, you should have it for the fun, your, like, enjoyment. It shouldn't be just, it's not a straight investment car. Like, his car is definitely not an investment car for him. It's a fun driving car. So, he should make it as fun as he wants to have it. Yeah, don't stress out. Yeah, and I don't think, and Porsche... Is one of those marks that yeah. you can kind of do this stuff. You can modify them, and you're not losing money as long as you're not doing something, you know, s- totally stupid to it. Like but, putting a Subaru motor in it, Tom Yeah, Pellick. for sure. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. definitely lose some value doing stuff like that, but uh, you can also gain, too. I mean, but... Value-wise, though? Oh, uh, maybe like a base well, 914. doing a Subaru motor is probably, like, not even on the table here. But for his car, like, if you do a bump, like, if you're doing a Benton 2-liter or something, oh, sure. you're definitely, like... I think you're fine, and the Porsche market is very accept- like accepting of modifying cars. Like it's like a lot like the Mustang market or so you know Corvette and stuff it, like that. It does depend on what you want. Like so for example, with a 912, I think that there's a lot to be said for staying on skinny tires. Just to leave the limits, keep the limits low. Yeah, like get that feel for what you know what that car originally was. You know, it is a lower horsepower car mm. and like maybe more nimble and lightweight. And uh, once you start going wide tires and all that, then it's like then all of a sudden you need a big motor and yeah. But I think wide tires on a car like that are is probably like one one ninety fives, two hundred fives, and you're still within that realm of like having fun and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's a reason. I had one ninety five on my nine fourteen it was a blast, you know? So I don't I don't think you're losing a lot of that by going quote unquote wide. It's um, it's just something to consider that, you know, there you can go too far and keeping like f- understanding what you want to get out of it. I, I just I have a lot of respect for uh what's the guy's name? The who does the shifters? Revo, but, Revo yeah, yeah. like his nine twelve was sick and it was like skinny ass tires yeah. and he was rallying it. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, Loving. that's a really that's a that's a big point of contention. A lot of people are you know, t- talk about k- capturing the essence of the original yeah. kind of thing. And 2002 is the same way. I was actually talking to Alex, uh, Axel Jor on Instagram, about this, and he was asking me what tires I was going to put on the car and what wheels because a lot of people don't like to stray too far away from that, right? Like trying to keep it like narrow, keeping sort of purity like uh, cr- uh, correct uh, tire size, both in aspect ratio and width, and just because there's something about that, like the way that they drive. And it's true, like the car right now has 175-70-13s. They're good tires but they're not super grippy and it's ama- it's amazing how light in on its feet it feels right and but, you're I mean, gonna lose some of that yeah but, it, but yeah. it's also very low grip very low limits right so like but I, that's how it was designed 
grinding. Right, right. So like yeah. the turn in, it, you know, is affected, and like so you can, but you can, you that balance of the car is. Well, that's a different type of fun, right? You can go towards. You you can also tighten everything up a little and make it maybe more fun in a different, a different way, way, right? Exactly. So like you can go a little hotter in the turns and stuff like that. So. Exactly. So that's what I want to do. I mean, I'm okay yeah. with that. It's ultimately the type of driving that you want to have, the, the type of experience that you want to have, right? And as Lane said, I think 2002s are similar. Um, people are very accepting of of the whole hot rodding thing. I mean, my car is actually technically modified or a hot rodder too. It's like overboard and shit yeah. and all that, but it, I, I don't think it's going to impact the value very much. Right. I mean, it's not going to add a ton of value. 2002 like, as well. Like people are very accepting of Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, you put an S14 in there and, and a five speed is almost like a necessity. Out. Yeah, exactly. People almost and expect a, and that. And a, you know, a limited slip dip yeah. and all That's that all stuff. good stuff. Yeah. yeah so. I think you only really, it feels like you almost only have the luxury of doing Doing a stock car just to get capture that feeling when you have like two or three cars like you would always yeah. if you only had one car to mess with any yeah. of these guys who have the the 165s on their 912 they have other cars that yep. you get the performance out of it and now they just want to like go back to also capture that original feeling but uh if if everybody was restricted to just one car it you know lightly modded is probably the way to go i i'm a i'm a kind of a firm believer I, I don't know i think every car i've had i i do like I like to put like Bill Scenes or Coney's on and yeah. maybe a little bigger factory sway bar. A little lower, maybe. You know, a little lower. Like, I like to do those little things just to tighten it up a bit. Like, today I drove, um, Mikey from Clutch Kick picked up a BMW 325iS, I believe. It's like an 87 big bumper car. Um, and I drove it around the parking lot and, uh, then he went and started up and the check engine light was on after I drove it. But, um, oh, damn it. Uh, I drove that thing around and I was like, I was like, oh, it drove well and it's a nice car and everything. But the steering rack on that thing is atrocious. Like it's so like it, it, it's so many turns lock to lock and it, it, it lacks like a lot of like kind of feel at low speed. I mean, I literally drove it for three minutes around a parking lot, but it just had, it didn't have that like nimbleness I expected. Um, at low speed and you know kind of like the directness and the steering wasn't there especially compared to like 944 right or my gti for example which has i don't know what the steering ratio is on that but it's you know it it just i think the e30 is like four turns lock to lock like that's definitely something i would address if i had an e30 right i'd be like all right where's that z3 rack i'm supposed to put in this thing because i think that's like a welcome improvement to making the car more enjoyable for like what i like in a car. Yeah, and I think during car ownership, basically, y- you know, things fail and you replace parts, and it's all about, like, waiting for that opportunity to throw the stiffer shocks on and yep. stuff like that. That's always, yeah, a good opportunity to do that. It just I, what I would call improve and what uh, Warren would say, uh, ruin. Ruin. I mean, just put ZHP shift knobs on everything. That's right. Hot rod, as they say. Yeah, just ruining cars left and right. Yeah. That's a podcast. That is. is a solid ass. Oh, Thursday edition. So this, this is the Thursday show. So this Saturday, our friend Alex, Axel Jor on Instagram is throwing a cars and coffee in Berkeley. Um, he actually asked for people not to share it on Instagram and Facebook, but he said for us to tell our listeners because he likes our whole vibe and everyone that listens to our show. So that's it in Berkeley 
at um, what's the coffee shop? Fellini Coffee Bar, Fellini Coffee Bar, University in Avenue. Berkeley on University. Um, pre, Sunday, pre Sunday, ninety. Actually. Right? You said pre ninety. So pre nineteen ninety. If you have a later car, you can park on the street or something. But uh, you know, small little cars and coffee in Berkeley, which doesn't have any cars and coffee events. Last last month was really cool. Uh, a bunch of cool alphas and two forty Zs and all kind of Lotus or uh, Ford Cortina and. We were there and stuff, so should be tons of fun. That's uh, this Sunday, and uh, yeah, we'd like to see everyone there. And then what else? Radwood coming up in a little One over week. a week. Yeah. So sign up at radwood.org or radwood.co and uh, order some stickers and shirts in advance and uh, be rad, dress up. I already bought all my gear. Nice. Um, I don't know what Brian's wearing, but maybe we'll talk about that on the next podcast. <laughs> Does Art? Oh yeah, Art's already talked about. Oh, yeah. Wearing, yeah, Art's wearing his tux. Yeah. Be there and Tay be Wolf. square. Tay Wolf. Yeah, I think we need people to wear Radwood gear. If they if they wear a Radwood shirt to the show, we should enter them into a raffle of some sort. Let's think. All right, something. maybe we'll do that. We'll give away some swag. That's yeah. a good idea. That's a good idea. Cool. All right. Adios. Later. What word did they use to describe sense of occasion? That's what I want to know. I don't know, but I wrote in there when I said, you gotta say <laughs> SOC.